Hi, and welcome to another episode of Hot Girls on Meds. Today I'm going to talk about the concept of a flop era. So I recently heard about the phrase flop era on social media, and I thought it was a really, um, honestly, kind of satirical and funny way to talk about the hard phases of life that we sometimes go through. So I'm going to share my flop era and share some ways that I navigated and eventually got out and thrived following my flop era. So I hope y'all are doing wonderful. Grab a drink or a mocktail and enjoy the conversation. Sounds dry. Hi you guys! I hope everyone had a wonderful new year. I'm excited to be recording another episode for the first time this year. It's been a minute. I have been kind of overwhelmed the past couple of weeks just with life and the holidays and I haven't um, posted an episode um, like I had wanted to. So I'm excited to be back on the mic and talking about something personal to me. Today I wanted to talk about a quote-unquote flop era. Um, For me, this refers to a period of time where I've experienced a series of setbacks, failures, or disappointments. I feel like it can be a time when things just aren't going right, no matter how hard you try, and how to navigate that and how to eventually thrive after going through a series of flops. So my flop era took place a couple years ago when I went through my divorce. I want to kind of set the scene a little more because, man, it's just hard to really sum up something so big and impactful in my life and honestly so many things and so many years went into that particular flop era for me but basically I met my ex-husband my end of my first year of college and I was going through a really hard time when I met him I wasn't in the best mental space And I feel like because of that, the bond that we formed was a little codependent. I feel like I relied on him. And I'm really going to try not to say I feel like a million times because that is one of my worst qualities when it comes to um, sharing any story I have. I always talk in qualifiers, so I'm sorry in advance if I say I feel like a hundred times, but... Basically, he and I met end of that first year and we had formed a somewhat codependent bond. He was also going through a lot in his life, so we relied a lot on each other to feel safe and secure. And while in some ways that's really beautiful that we were able to really help each other navigate the hard things we were going through emotionally in our lives, 
it wasn't the healthiest foundation to build a relationship. So over the years, my ex-husband really helped me to kind of move past some of my mental health issues, which were anxiety and depression. I've spoken a lot about that, but at this period of my life, it was kind of the first time I really acknowledged that I had a real problem and realized how much my mental health struggles were preventing me from being a healthy partner and in a healthy relationship. And we've talked about attachment styles in a previous episode. So if you haven't listened to that episode, it's, um, I think, really helpful and might provide a little more context. But basically, my ex-husband was a super secure individual and when it came to attachment at least, and that really helped me to feel safe and loved. And growing up in my household, it was very difficult to feel secure and safe in intimate type relationships, whether, you know, we're talking about a romantic relationship or even close friendships or family relationships. Just in general, I had a very... Um, bad trait of being super avoidant of intimacy and really putting people who were close to me at a distance. I would kind of self-sabotage and try to push people away even when I really didn't want to just so that I would feel safe and in control. Over a period of time, we really grew together and leaned a lot on each other and we ended up staying together all through college and then also staying together when I started dental school. So I had told my ex-husband that I never wanted to be married, which sounds kind of crazy, I'll admit it. Um, not, I mean, if you don't want to get married, power to you, you know. I feel like sometimes when I say that people were flabbergasted that I would never want that for myself, but I truly never wanted to get married. It was a manifestation, I think, of my avoidance and attachment and also because of the trauma I think I experienced as a child from my parents' marriage. My parents never really had the healthiest marriage and I think I felt like being married doesn't determine how happy you are in a relationship and it doesn't guarantee love or guarantee anything really. So I didn't see the point of it um, for myself. Um, marriage can have a lot of different meanings and those are very personal. So I don't want to discredit, um, you know, someone else's value in their marriage or what they value when it comes to marriage. But for me, I just was very turned off by the concept of marriage and I think my avoidance side was really afraid of making a big commitment. I think I had always feared making a wrong decision when it came to really big things in my life and I would always second guess and have doubts and so basically all these things put together. I told my ex-husband when we were young I never wanted to get married and I basically stuck with that sentiment through the first four years of our relationship. And basically, I knew that he wanted that for himself, but I had told him really early on before we were boyfriend and girlfriend, and he had agreed that he was okay with it, but I think deep down he thought I would grow up or grow out of it and that things would change. 
fast forward four years and he ended up proposing. It was a complete shock. It wasn't something I knew was coming. Um, and on the day he did it, our photographer who was there told me she could tell I just was in complete disbelief because I was a thousand percent not expecting it. Basically, I ended up saying yes, but I think I said yes for maybe not the right reasons in hindsight. I loved my ex-husband so much and I wanted to make him happy so badly and I didn't want to end the relationship. So I agreed when he proposed, but deep down, it was one of the most anxiety-provoking moments I think I've ever experienced because I didn't know it was coming and I just felt panicked. I don't know. I I just wasn't prepared. I I had always told myself that I didn't want that, but I wanted to do that for him because I loved him so much. And anyways, so I said yes to the proposal and... There ended up being a surprise engagement party when we got home and after the proposal, before the engagement party, we like went to lunch and it was such a beautiful day and thinking back to that, it makes me really sad because for him it was something so um, sentimental and special and I sometimes just feel bad when I feel like I don't fit in to this like perfect picture like I think I just felt like there was this perfect picture painted and the only thing that didn't fit was me and it makes me sad that um you know my feelings maybe took away something from him um but I'll go into that a little bit more but basically agreed to get married um but Deep down, I think I knew I was not ready. So months pass, years pass, and the wedding comes around. I'm still having a lot of anxiety and doubts, um, but I really, truly did not voice them, and that is completely on me. I think I look back, and the reason I did it is because I was so afraid to hurt my ex-husband and also disappoint the people in our life like our friends and family who were so excited and I wanted so badly to be ready and excited for it that I think I just told myself it would come that I would feel differently and I don't know I I always just I remember wondering like why I didn't feel like other girls. I felt like I saw so many of my friends get engaged and it truly was the best moment of their lives and they were so excited and felt so like safe and ready to make that jump and I just wasn't and I think I had this fake it till I make it mentality but you really can't do that when you're making a huge life choice and It was really unfair to my partner, but I just thought I would get past this anxiety. I thought, you know, I was being pushed outside my comfort zone and that I would eventually be able to feel peaceful and excited about it. So anyways, fast forward to the wedding, we get married. Um, I think for a while things were fine, but I feel like my uncertainties um, were always kind of there. 
That being said, none of these were the reasons that my ex-husband and I got divorced. Um, just a little context about our relationship. I think my ex-husband is one of the most incredible humans. He is super selfless, almost to a fault, very kind, um, super intelligent and wise and encouraging and just a wonderful human being. But I think a lot of the issues in our relationship stemmed from the fact that we got married very young. We both went through a lot of changes in the following years after our marriage and we ended up different people than when we got together. And my, so I was in dental school, but basically my ex-husband traveled for work as a consultant during the week. So he would be gone a lot of the time. And even despite that, even when he was in town, I would be studying throughout a lot of the days. So I feel like a lot of the time we did have together wasn't even fully quality time. So ultimately, um, we grew apart. We changed. We didn't grow together in the same direction. And I felt like when it came down to it, we wanted different things on a different timeline. In some ways, I feel like we fell out of love. Not in the sense of like love in general, but I think of that romantic love or honestly, I, I sometimes wonder if we just didn't have the maturity to know how to navigate um, the hardships of marriage and um, to just, you know, work through things. I feel like there were a lot of things going wrong at the time. We had been so set in our basically bad habits with each other when it came to communication and conflict that by the time we both knew that it wasn't really working, it was almost unsalvageable. It felt like too late. We were just so different and had grown so far apart to the point where it felt like we were living separate independent lives. Um, after two years of marriage, I told my ex-husband that I was unhappy. It actually sadly came out um, the first couple of times when I was drunk. I think I was just lying to myself. I was terrified to admit it to even myself, um, let alone, you know, my ex-husband. I, I just didn't want to hurt him. So I kept it in for almost a year before I really even said something. And I just kept hoping that I would feel differently or things would get better. But um, the first time I ever said something to him, I was drunk and I just got super sad and emotional and told him that I wasn't happy anymore and I wasn't feeling fulfilled. Later on, the next day we talked about it and I think I kind of just tried to brush it off or like push it down. Um, but I think we both knew that there was more to it. So then basically another couple months passed and the same thing happened again. And I felt, I feel like looking back, we were growing even more apart because we were so emotionally distanced during that time. So um, months pass and then I really come to terms with it in myself that I think we need to separate. So I remember 
the moment where I told him, it was one of the uh, saddest and hardest conversations I've ever had just because I have so much love and respect for my ex-husband as a human being and as a person. And even though um, I don't think we were meant to be together forever, I, you know, only ever want him to be happy and I truly think he deserves the best and hurting him in that way was so painful um he was super sad of course and basically devastated when I told him how I was feeling but he really wanted to try and make things work and salvage what we had so we started going to couples counseling and for a while, things would get better, but then I feel like we would fall back to our same dynamic and patterns, and things would go back to how they were before, and we just weren't in sync. We weren't emotionally connected, and I really feel like we weren't in love anymore, and basically, um, another several months passed, and I told him I still felt the same. I still felt like I wanted a divorce. He, I think, gave up, honestly. I think he realized that I was having a lot of doubts and I wasn't feeling fulfilled in the marriage. And he agreed that there was really nothing he could do and that nothing at that point was going to be able to change my mind or my attitude towards believing that we could be in this marriage together forever. I consider my divorce my flop era because I feel like, sorry, I feel like flop era is supposed to be like a funny thing and it's kind of, you know, making it a little joke or a little funny out of like having a really hard time. But I really feel like um, my divorce was my flop era just because I was so out of sync with myself and I felt like I was a really bad partner, honestly. And basically, looking back, I think um, I knew for a really long time that, you know, my ex-husband and I weren't meant to be together, but it was so much easier to lie to myself and people please than to be real with what I needed. And honestly, I'm not going to lie, going through the divorce, which I probably should tell a little bit more of the post-divorce story, but going through the divorce was like the hardest thing I've ever done, but I think in some ways it was the best and worst things that ever happened to me. Anyways, fast forward, we ended up getting divorced and um, for the most part stayed on really good terms throughout the whole thing and even to this day, my ex-husband and I have a pretty good relationship and um I can only speak for myself, but I have no resentment towards him and I never want anything but the best for him because he was such a important part of my life and um, I think being with him really made me a better person. I feel like some relationships, and this is just my personal perspective, but I feel like some relationships really are only meant to be there for a season and I feel like our season was a beautiful period of time but it ended and I now feel very peaceful about it but at the time I was very grief stricken because I felt like a huge failure and 
I didn't have everybody on my side. Our friends loved us together and I think they were really shocked when we told them we were getting a divorce and really disappointed and our families as well. And honestly, I came off like the bad guy. I think um, some of our friends had resentment towards me for wanting to quit the marriage as they saw it. It's just kind of sad because in our society, I think there's a very negative connotation about divorce. And so for various reasons, and even though I truly believe And I think my ex-husband would agree now that we're on the other side of it, that the divorce was the best thing for us. I think intrinsically, you know, it's a sad thing and the people around us felt very disappointed and felt very negative about it. And because I was the one initiating the divorce, I, I feel like I was really seen as the bad guy. And I think I really felt like the bad guy. I think I felt a lot of shame Um, and guilt. Guilt because I felt like I was a really bad wife, um, which sounds so depressing, but I just think I was honestly selfish and immature, and I wasn't the partner that my ex-husband deserved, and I, you know, wasn't happy in the marriage, and I think a lot of that was that I didn't like myself in the marriage. I think our dynamic between our relationship really brought out the worst in me and I I didn't like the role I had taken on in the relationship based on our personalities and I, I truly wasn't happy and I think when it came down to it, probably the biggest factor in that was that I didn't like myself in the relationship because at the end of the day, you have to like and love yourself and if that's not there, I mean where do you go from that? Like, how do you, how do you navigate that? So basically, um, I felt a lot of guilt for letting down my husband and, or my ex-husband, I mean, and basically feeling like I took something really special away from him. And I felt a lot of guilt and grief over that. And a lot of shame because I was in dental school at the time and, basically became the talk of the school. Um, I don't know about other dental schools, but at my dental school, it's super clicky and gossipy. And it's 100 people in each class of four classes, and everyone wants to know everything about everyone. And people just feed off gossip. I mean, I was that person for a while, too, until I really realized how toxic it is and how it brings out the worst in us individually. But Basically, I knew a ton of people were gossiping about me and people saw my ex-husband on Bumble and it was just a whole thing and I felt a lot of shame because I knew people were talking about me and thinking I was crazy or um, a failure and it's really hard to go through something so painful and personal when it's, you know, feels a little bit public. Like, people are invested in your life, but for the wrong reasons. So yeah, it was a huge flop for me. I um, made a really big mistake and really hurt people. And that was a really tough pill to swallow. I had to figure out how to come out of my flop era because I didn't want to ever be in a relationship or be in a situation where I didn't like myself again. So I had to kind of start from scratch. Um, Number one, the first thing I had to do was forgive myself. 
which was really, really hard. I feel like I had so much, you know, disappointment in myself and guilt and shame. And it was really hard for me to give myself grace. And it took months. And I actually ended up writing a letter to myself to help myself move on and accept things for how they were and the mistakes I made in the marriage. And um, I had to be really real about my issues and my bullshit and all the bad things that I brought to the relationship. So I had to start from scratch on basically building the person I wanted to be in a relationship. I felt like with my ex-husband, I had really taken on this like somewhat domineering role and I think just because of my ex-husband's personality and my personality he's super easygoing and slightly passive and is so eager to please that he would always cater to me and do whatever I wanted but it made me feel bad that I was like this domineering presence and I think it brought out the worst in me and like making me very selfish and I didn't feel like I necessarily had an equal partnership in him at that time. And I knew for myself going forward, I didn't want to be that person. I wanted to be very intentional about, um, you know, putting my partner's wants and needs first and really encouraging them to be assertive and maybe in a future relationship, finding someone a bit more assertive for me so that I feel like I can take a little bit more of a, um, passive role, I guess. I mean, that's not exactly what I mean, but I just mean like taking on more of an equal role. So I don't feel like I'm making all the decisions or having to lead the entire relationship. So, um, I also read a lot of books. I think that's one of the things that helped me the most because I had a lot of learning I needed to do about myself and my bad habits as far as my attachment style went and my trauma and my bad, um, my basically personal issues when it came to communication and conflict. And I really had to face those things head on to get out of my flop era so that I could create a better future and a better relationship for myself. Um, and over time I was able to through reading books and having very honest, vulnerable conversations with my friends and counseling, I was really, truly able to move forward and grow. And this is why I say my divorce was the best and worst things that ever happened to me because it was the worst in the sense of what I, you know, how much I hurt my ex-husband and what I put him through and the grief that came with it and the disappointments, um, both for him and I and our families and friends. And that was the most difficult thing I've ever gone through in my life. But I think it was the best thing on the other hand, because I know I'm a million times um, happier with who I am. And I know I'm a better person because of it. And it really forced me to change my bad habits and to be real with myself and to grow. And I wouldn't change it now because I am much um, more self-aware, I think, and much more um, able to have healthy relationships and healthy friendships and healthy family relationships because of what I learned from my divorce. So 
Anyways, that's my flop era. I'm sorry. I feel like that was a mouthful and a super sad slash serious story um, for my flop era, but I just want to be real about um, going through hard times and that it's normal and that we all have sometimes a period in our life where we feel like we're really trapped or stuck and in just a flop era. So I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about some strategies to get out of a flop era. I think it's very important to be resilient and to persevere when you're in, you know, a difficult stage of life. It's natural to feel discouraged or down when things aren't going well, but we just have to remember that setbacks are only temporary and it's important to try and be positive and to continue to believe in yourself and work even when it feels like your flop era won't really ever end. So some things that I did to break out of my flop area were number one, focusing on the things that I could control. Even though, um, you know, my divorce obviously involved two people, I could really only focus on the things that were making me feel bad about myself. I There were so many factors. There was another person in the relationship that I couldn't control and I couldn't control how they felt or um, what they were taking away. But I just focused on myself and taking steps to improve my circumstances, um, which for me was getting out of a marriage that was really um, hard for me, that was really unfulfilling for me, and um, accepting that, you know, I wasn't going to be able to control what people said about me or other people's disappointment with my decision to get a divorce, but trusting in myself and feeling confident in knowing what was right for me because that's really all I can control and in a a weird way accepting what was in my sphere of control and what wasn't was life-changing because I didn't feel like I had to keep making decisions for other people that I could live very authentically and do what I believed was right for me and not really care about what people were going to say. I think um, another strategy for getting out of your flop era is setting small or achievable goals. So depending what you're going through, if it's um, maybe not where you are when it comes, not where you want to be when it comes to fitness or maybe your career or dating, set small goals for yourself. When you're going through a tough time, it can feel very overwhelming to think big or with long-term goals. So if you set smaller, more achievable goals that you work towards each day, overall you can have a trajectory of moving towards getting out of the tough situations or the tough series of events you're going through. And it can help you to stay motivated and continue to make progress when you're in a flop era. The third strategy for getting out of a flop era is to seek support. Wow, I'm stuttering. I'm sorry, y'all. To seek support from friends or loved ones. This was huge for me because I think when I went through my divorce, it really showed me who my real friends were. And that was honestly one of the best things that ever happened because it really showed me who I could count on and 
who was really going to be there for me and have my best interest at heart and opening up and being super brutally honest and vulnerable with how I was feeling was the most healing thing for me because it gave others an opportunity to show up for me and to encourage me and even give me some some criticism or some feedback and that really helped me to grow so I think it's really important to have a support system and people you can lean on when you're going through a difficult time. So reaching out to loved ones for encouragement or advice or even just a listening ear I think is really valuable to navigating out of a flop era. I also think when you're in a flop era, it's really important to take care of yourself, to um, invest in your physical and emotional well-being, or do things that make you feel like you're you're at your best when it comes to your mind and body, 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 such as exercise or self-care practices. For me, there's so many things I do these days for self-care, whether it's a facial or um, setting like financial goals or going to the gym or making myself a really healthy dinner or even treating myself to a really unhealthy dinner in so many different ways. There's so many different things that can be self-care, but I think when you're going through a hard time, it's important to do things for you. I used to feel guilty for doing things that made me really happy, whether it was watching like a really ridiculous reality TV show or getting my nails done. I used to feel like that was a waste of my money, but who gives? I mean, I can afford it. And even if I don't feel like, oh, it's necessarily the best use of my money, it makes me happy. And I don't think we should feel guilty for doing things that make us happy. So take some time for yourself. And I think that will help um, anyone get out of a flop era. And the last thing is just to reiterate that setbacks and failures are temporary they don't define who you are everyone goes through difficult things even though sometimes when we go through these things it can feel very isolating these hard things are really the way that we learn to relate and connect with other people and it's hard in the moment but these flop eras these setbacks can really be an opportunity to connect and draw close to the people in your life if you let yourself be vulnerable so any flop era is temporary don't feel like it's gonna be your forever it's really important to believe in yourself and keep working towards your goals so um if you have a friend going through a flop era just try and be there for them um Sometimes it's just, you know, it can mean the most when you're just willing to listen or offer support and being that person that someone can talk to can make a big difference. Um, I think this is really kind of what I wanted to talk about with my flop era and getting out of a flop era if you feel like you're in one you are not alone and yeah life is a bitch I think life can be really hard and we're gonna have hard times but the hard times aren't for nothing I think life is a journey about growing and becoming the best possible version of yourself and forming the really special relationships in your life that you're meant to have whether those are friendships or romantic relationships and we're only able to do that if we navigate through these 
hard times. There's always a silver lining and your struggles aren't for nothing and you will come out the other side. So know that your flop era doesn't define you and it won't be your forever. And I hope that makes you feel more encouraged if you are also going through a flop era or have gone through a flop era. So that being said, I hope everyone has a really wonderful week and if you have any um, topics you would like to hear about on my or on this podcast, our podcast, um, let me know. Send me an email or a DM at the Hot Girls, Hot Girls on Meds Instagram and I'll look forward to reading it. So have a wonderful week. Um, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.